I am joined in the studio today with a very special member of the Roadie Women's Track and Field team. I'm joined by a senior hurdler, Hasna Karina Baji. Hasna, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. A little chilly outside, but I'm doing really well. And it's great to have me here. Oh, thank you for coming on and joining us. Obviously, the A-10s are coming up really soon. They're going to be this weekend. They're going to be at Rhode Island, which is kind of a, kind of a big deal. Haven't had the chance to see an Atlantic 10 tournament be at the University of Rhode Island, so that's going to be pretty cool to watch. But before we get into that, before we get into that, we got a lot of stuff to kind of cover with you as an athlete who comes from Rhode Island that came to represent their team and you having been here for four years, you get must must got a lot of stories to tell. So let's start from the beginning. Hasn't you were from East Providence to a immigrant father, some immigrant parents. Um, kind of tell me, what was your high school experience like? Kind of figuring out what you wanted to do in terms of athletics. I know you were a three-sport athlete in high school. So kind of what was your sort of process that you kind of figured out, you know what, track, cross-country, running, that's what I want to do. Actually, that goes back to even middle school. But I will say from the time I was three, that was my first sport. Well, not track, but my first sport was gymnastics when I was three years old. So since that age, a year hasn't gone by that I haven't done a sport. So was it by the time I reached 11, like sixth grade, I started track just to try it, you know. And from then on, I made it to states for my event, which is the 1500 meter like um, run. And I'm no longer long distance, but <laughs> that's my first event. And since then, I've been doing track nonstop. And in high school, I was like, nope, this is what I'm doing. It's not a hobby. This is my life now. Like the, <laughs> the sound for the reels. <laughs> so, but throughout high school, I was like, nope, track, track, track. Like I already had that in mind. And I didn't really think about like track in college until maybe my junior year of high school. And then I started getting more serious about it, and I was like, no, I'm going to do this. So, like, junior year, I started putting a lot of work. And then senior year is where I really went ham on everything. I was qualifying for states, New England's. Then senior year, outdoor, I won my event. I think I placed in, like, three events at outdoor states. And we went to New England's and qualified for nationals. But I didn't go to nationals, unfortunately. But that's a whole ordeal with my high school coach. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to... Uh, recruiting because everybody's recruiting process is a little bit different but when you when you talk about how recruiting for track because track is obviously you're competing with so many different athletes it's a team and an individual sport kind of what was that experience like for you because I know a lot of people depending on the high school you go to you can have scouts coming to your track meets especially the ones that encompass the entire state or were you more of a situation where you kind of had to take the initiative and reach out to coaches yourself Definitely reaching out myself. Um, I didn't really get a lot of, let's say, not a lot of coaches reached out to me, maybe a few, but none that really interested me. And being from Rhode Island, there's a little rumor that goes around in the track world saying that if you win an event, that you automatically get a spot on the URI track team. And I was like, oh, let me test that out. So I won states and then went to New England. And then sometime in June and July, I emailed my now coaches and was like hey this is my name this is where i'm from my stats blah blah blah. i want states and next email i got was oh yeah what's the shoe size and i was like oh i'm on the team now (laughs) but yeah i would say definitely taking initiative was my kind of thing like we there's always scouts at meets and thing is they won't always go wearing their college like gear like they always go most of the time disguised as like a regular person so you never know where they are but 
in my case, I reached out myself, and they were like, oh, yeah, we saw you compete at Space in New England. Oh, like, did you know me up, huh? So. <laughs> did you find out, um, did you find that was sort of similar for a lot of other schools? Like, were you reaching out to a lot of schools on your behalf, or did you have scouts from different D3, D1 schools kind of come to you as the process sort of dragged on? I had a few D3 schools come to me, but I was like, no, I want to go big or go home. So I was uh, reaching out to a lot of other D1 schools, such as George Mason and UMass, who are also both in the A10. I reached out to Temple, and I can't remember who else I did, but there were a few other schools I reached out to. But you or I, I mean, obviously, I'm here now, so... So, like, when it came to, obviously, you talked about the rumor where it was like, if you win, if you win your event, you win states or um, win that final competition, you get a spot on the team. Was that always, like, a big goal of yours to be being from East Providence to go play or go run, rather, at URI? No, actually, um, before I even came to college or even I was considering college, I was like, I don't want to go to URI. Everybody from Maryland goes to URI. I don't want to go to the school with the same people I've always, I've always known, yada, yada, yada. Even though when I came here, the people I met, I'd never saw them before. <laughs> so being from East Providence, I would say only a good handful of us came to URI. Everybody else is mostly from Providence. So to me, it was like, again, like it was like a whole new place for me still. But at first, I didn't want to come to URI just for that sole purpose. I was like, I don't want to stay in Rhode Island. I want, like, I want to go to Texas. Like, I want to go, like, far away from, like, Rhode Island. But, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what happened happened, so I'm here now. Yeah. Um, so when you came here, you're obviously a fifth-year senior year. Your main event is Hurdles. Um, was that – Hurdles, was, was that the event that you knew you wanted to do – coming in here because i know in high school like i have a lot of friends that did track and cross country in high school they did a number of different events to kind of like dabble in everything especially in front of college scouts was that something that you had kind of focused on in high school or was that something that the coaches here were like ah you look like you might be good at hurdles when you came eventually came here yeah actually no hurdles was like my thing like um starting in eighth grade that's where i first tried it i told my coach hey i want to try it and they're like are you sure i'm like no i want to try it and so, of course, it's a rocky start, and I never had a hurdle coach in my life till I came here. So I was, like, kind of teaching myself how to hurdle. So, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade was kind of rocky with it, but I was still competing. I made states all the time for, like, hundreds of hurdles, 55-meter hurdles. And then come senior year, I was like, oh, let me give 300-meter hurdles a shot again because I tried it my freshman year. And I think freshman year, I felt like out of me, it was so bad. But <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to give it another shot. And then at was it my first dual meet for outdoor we were at LaSalle Academy which is a private school in Providence and I'm running the event you know there's a video of me running and I'm like way ahead like like 10 like 30 minutes ahead of the next girl and I finished the race and I was like okay you know that wasn't too bad I like that race and my coach came up to me he was like you know you you're first in the state right now and I was like I am he's like yeah you just ran 46.8 and I was like is that good he was like yeah that's freaking good I was like oh Okay, so then from then on, I just kept, you know, doing better and wanted to run faster. And I remember one day I practiced, he was like, okay, here's the deal. Do you want to win states or do you want to place at states? I said, well, I obviously want to win states. So my goal that whole season was 300 meter hurdles. And I was first in the state the entire season. I was like, I'm not letting anybody touch me. The next girl below me at states, she was more than a second behind me, like, all the time. So, like, that was my race, and I was like, that's my event. But when you go to college, there's no 300-meter hurdles. There's 400-meter hurdles. So that's, like, a whole another animal. So I didn't try that race until 
the summer before I came here, I was doing like summer club track and I think I ran the race twice and it was like my first time I was like, oh my God, like what am I getting myself into? And now five years later, I'm here still doing it. <laughs> so your freshman year, kind of every athlete's first experience um, playing college sports is different. Some people kind of just ease into it and they're like, ah, oh, you know, I'm comfortable. Some people get thrown into it and they, they hit the ground running and some kind of sputter at the start, which is natural. It's something that it's, when you're making that jump, it's something natural. Yeah. But so kind of walk me through freshman year. You are, like you said, 400 meter hurdles is a different animal. Walk me through kind of your first couple of events here. I want like, what was sort of your mental state like going into it? And then how did your performances kind of impact that? So... I would say, I'll start with like the first month of me being here. Um, well, the first two weeks when practice had already started, I couldn't practice yet because I wasn't cleared due to some kind of breathing problem that they were really worried about. But in, I was fine. I was fine in hindsight. But I remember it took a toll on me. I have never really experienced any kind of negative energy with track until my freshman year. And it was only preseason. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Like I was on the phone with my mom breaking down. Like I can't do, it. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be here. I don't know why the coaches brought me on the, on the team. If they knew I didn't have the potential to be here. Like I was just like, I'm really hard on myself. And I was like really like, like hammering myself down. I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I think from then on that kind of, led into my entire track career because from then on I've been so hard on myself and I never was that hard on myself before which is it was surprising even to me at the time but let's say I went through indoor it was you know it wasn't bad I was running the times I was usually running in high school I just fell a little behind everybody just because I started a little later than everybody else and then come outdoor I was actually doing really well I was doing well I was getting faster I was like okay like I can do this like, I'll get better this, this season and then we go to UConn and I think my, I did my first race which is the 100 meter hurdles and I fell and sprained my ankle and then at that point I was out for the entire season so ouch yeah so that's how my first out, so my first full outdoor season was until junior year because COVID happened my sophomore year so yeah that's that's kind of how my first <laughs> year started yeah that that is not that's not ideal that's no? if, if you're gonna say anything is sputtering that is yeah. sputtering yeah. um so obviously we don't we talked about this a little bit before the show but i was asking you kind of your sort of how you place outdoor and indoor and you were talking about how indoor isn't really your isn't really your thing <laughs> and how you excel far more in outdoor yeah what's like the biggest difference when it comes to running indoor and running outdoor because i mean you're still doing similar events but obviously there's going to be some differences like climates obviously got to be one thing as well since you're inside but in like the the track and everything like that but like as an athlete what's kind of the biggest some of the biggest differences that are separating the two i would say one of them which is a more obvious one is the track itself in Dura, we have 200 meter tracks while outdoors are 400 meter tracks so the turns are you know less sharp and it's easier on your ankles you know for one <laughs> and me being tall it's kind of hard to sprint on a curve. You know, if you have like, if you're shorter with shorter legs, you know, it's kind of easier. But for me, it's like, it's terrible. Like I hate running on that sharp turn. But for outdoor, like, then again, track and field is based on an outdoor track. Like that's, you don't see indoor track at the Olympics. It's always outdoor track. So that's where it's more competitive. And in indoor is kind of seen as the preseason to outdoor. So outdoor is where really all the competition really happens. And even though the climate can be different, 
I mean, when I first started track, it was outdoor. So to me, it's like indoors, like a eh, kind of thing. But outdoors, like yeah, this is where I really need to like do my do my thing. Yeah. So then you talked about how your first real full season of outdoor, which is obviously your more of your forte, was af- was your junior year after COVID. Mm-hmm. As an athlete kind of going through COVID here, because I remember I've spoken to a number of different athletes that talked about just how extensive, like, the COVID regulations were here on campus, how, like, people were alone and you really couldn't interact with that many people. What was that What was that kind of like for you? Obviously, you had home be closer mm-hmm. than some other people because you are from Rhode Island, but, like, what was that experience sort of like for you, kind of going through that and trying to juggle academics in a new manner and then also still trying to compete yeah so i remember i'm gonna start sophomore years that's, that's when like it started i remember we all went home for spring break i remember my last practice was like a f- that friday before spring break and the next thing you know we didn't come back at all i was like oh and i remember my coach telling me like oh like you're gonna do great this season i can see it and then that season never happened <laughs> but i remember coming back um so at that time they had you know issues with housing you know throughout the university and I didn't and I didn't get housing even though I'm an athlete but they're like oh you have a car you're an instigator like you can commute and I was like mm, okay fine you know so I was like yeah, all right I'll commute worst idea ever like I was I had commute only for practice really because all my classes were online so some days I would come to campus really early like seven in the morning and then do my classes online like in the engineering building and then go to practice or I would do my classes at home and then rush down to practice like around one two o'clock get there for practicing you know do my thing but it got to a point where it's like let's say after practice i was so tired i said well i have to drive 45 minutes back up i'm like this is so tiring and it got to a point where i almost got into a few accidents because i was sleeping at the wheel and it's not like i wanted to but it's like i had to go home yeah (laughs) and so i remember second spring semester that year i you know we could apply for housing again so i did it in in the little um text box section I was like you know um I really need housing I almost died because of you guys multiple times and so since then they gave me housing there we go I mean (laughs) hey if you just kind of twist their arm a little bit you'll get you'll get housing some way and I would say that was the only that was only the main kind of problem with that year like academically I was doing perfectly fine like track wise I was doing fine it was just the commuting that was not working for that's me. that's actually pretty crazy that that's how that all ended up working because mm-hmm. obviously i came here the year after covid mm-hmm. and but like kind of coming here you can see like all right the athletes get a little bit of the priority in terms of housing obviously because yeah. of the competition and everything but the fact that covid was so rampant that they were like all right athletes you're not getting housing we yeah. have to separate everybody like that that's like that's pretty wild and it's it's just a testament to just how everything was but that to to be able to get through that and still be able to compete at such a high level i mean just kind of shows the caliber of athletes that like your team has and then just the caliber of athletes here in general but i mean that's that's just crazy i also can't imagine making that commute from providence to here on 95 that would be horrific yeah that's why i was like going like when let's say if I went early in the morning, it's rush hour. So I was like, no, I should probably either do classes first and then go, which is a little better. But then coming back is still rush hour. Like, I was like, jeez. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, I don't mind driving. Like, my car is like my little, like, my little sanctuary. So like, that's my little thing. I love my car. But I was like, I can't be doing this every single day with the family. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't. But yeah. That's that's insane. But um, so you're now kind of as... As your junior year went on, you had your first full outdoor season. Would you say that was a little bit of a success, kind of like 
All right, now now this is what I expected to be doing yeah. once I came here. Yeah, I was doing a lot better that season. I think maybe it was because the support I had from my teammates, you know, I kind of became closer with a few of them who now today we're like a very like tight-knit group. But I remember that season, I actually PR'd in the 400-meter hurdles like for my very first time. And I was like, oh, my God, I PR'd. And it was like eight tens. And thank God, it was like 90-degree weather over there. So warm. Not like last year. But... <laughs> I was like so happy, like the whole season I was progressing little by little. And I remember like we were at Yukon, I was like, Oh my god, I PR, I ran sixty five, like a low sixty five and you know, went to um eight ten, so I was like, Oh my god, I ran sixty four. I was like, Oh, I can do it again and then New England's I don't know, I think we were just also burnt out from that season because 'cause we've been putting so much work. Like we won New England's but like I ran sixty five again and I was like, Damn, I can do better though. I can do better and but that was the last meet of that season. But I would say that season compared to the rest of my other seasons here, that was like the best one so far. Um, so then after uh, that season, you switch into indoor, probably a little bit of a dip. How does, when, not to, not to be, not to be rude, <clears throat> no, 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 sure. but when, when you do have those sort of dips in form, when you go from outdoor, having such a great season, like you were talking about, you're like, all right, I'm, next race, like I want to do better, but then the season ends and then you're like, all right, indoor's coming, but then you don't get to replicate that. You kind yeah. of have like a little bit of a dip in you, your output. How does that affect you mentally? Like, as you're, like, you're kind of going in there, you're like, why am I not doing that well? Yeah. It does, at least for me personally, it does affect me a lot. I've been trying to work on that. But, like I said before, like, I can be very hard on myself. And even going back to freshman year when I was hard on myself that first few weeks being here. But when it comes to indoor, it's the same way. I'm like, damn, like, I'm not doing as well as I would like to. Like, for outdoor, I can't help my team win. I can't contribute. Like, even though I'm competing in an event or two, it was like, I'm not contributing anything to my team but support, and I hate that. And, like, literally every indoor meet that we have, I dread. And I didn't tell anybody that until, like, a few weeks ago. I told my coach, I was like, I dread every single indoor meet that we have. And it's like, I know I'm not going to do well. And she's like, well, you can't, like, be pessimistic. I'm like, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. It's, real, it's reality. It's what happens every single time. Like, and I was like, she's like, well, you can't be saving off history. And I was like, well, I have nothing else to waste it off of. And I was like... If this keeps happening at every single indoor me or eight or indoor eight ten champs, how is it gonna be different next time? Like I put in the work I need to put in, but you know it's when it comes to indoor, it it does take a toll on me. Like I have my days, whatnot. See, I had a few mental breakdowns this season, you know, here and there, but I'm good though. Like I have my friends to keep me, you know, on track. See, like you know, keep your head up. Like do what you gotta do. Put in the work you need to put in. If nobody's doing it for you, you gotta do it yourself. And I I try. So, but then again, indoor's not my thing. You know, other is. <laughs> um, when you when you kind of talk about that, that seems like something that would be a um, big and sort of a big issue for a lot of younger people coming in. Because obviously, you've had the experience where <clears throat> that you've been able to kind of go through these different motions before. You've been able to go through these events, and you kind of understand that all right, this isn't really my thing, and I'm not the best at it. But like, you kind of learn to deal with like the mental aspect of it. When you've got younger people that haven't had that experience before, obviously it's a bit harder. Do you find yourself trying to like help some of your younger teammates sort of work through that adversity since you've been there before? Yeah, actually, I would say especially this year, I have been that person for my for the freshmen or even like even the sophomores or even juniors or seniors on the team right now. I have been that person, or you say that mentor for them throughout the entire year because I don't want any of them to go through what I went through. You know, I tell everybody like. You know, I should listen to my own advice also. I tell everyone, hey, you're on the team. You got recruited on this team, whether you recruited yourself or a coach did. You're on this team, meaning you have the potential to 
do amazing things on this team and you know it's not a mistake that you're here and I said you have the potential so you put in that work and be better like don't put yourself down don't say you can't do this or can't do that blah blah like you can do it because you're here that says something already so I mean that's just a little like blurb that you know as an example but I have talked to so many other freshmen in small groups or individually I've been like some of their like been a mentor to a few of them and so far I can see a difference in like how they you know how they like act with us or like on the team or how they support other girls now like it's like you can see a whole new wave of like team dynamics starting which is positive and I would say it's not just me who like who's starting it but I see other people who are like okay I see what she's doing let me do the same thing with other freshmen or you know we kind of see what each other does and we're like okay let me do that with this person and from that point on it's like everybody's becoming more positive because everybody was like oh my god I can't do it I can't do it, blah 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 and I was like listen focus on yourself stay in your lane and yes that's a pun but stay in your lane <laughs> And, you know, do what you got to do. Put in that work and you'll be fine, you know? I said, don't be so hard on yourself, even though I am. But don't be so hard on yourself, you know? Because if I could, you know, change a few things about my track career, I would. But it's kind of late for that. This is my last year. My last season eligibility. I said, you're a freshman. You have, like, seven more seasons. You'll be fine. Don't worry. So, yeah. Um, As players kind of, like, go through the motions and kind of, grow as individuals on these teams like you talked about how like you've kind of grown into this sort of mentor role for a lot of the younger players like in a lot of the teams that i've worked with you can kind of tell us like squads turnover you've got guys or, or ladies who have to learn to they have to kind of have a quick maturity and then they got to go be like all right there's guys that are behind me that i got to mentor how has that kind of changed your perception of both yourself and the kind of the the game that you're almost playing because knowing you or knowing like you're knowing yourself, you know what you have to do going into every meet. You know you got to run your hardest and stuff like that. But also you have to play not only for yourself, but you got to play for them because they're looking at you. They're looking at you to see how to do it. So how has that kind of like impacted how you look at your own game, so to speak? Huh, I never actually thought about that before. I think like knowing that they look up to me, it makes me want to work harder. But see, even if it's not performance-wise, it's even the things I do on a daily basis, the how I treat other people, you know, let's say, um, just making sure, like, hey, are you going to wait your mom time? Hey, like, do you need help with this or that? Like, just knowing that they're looking up to me, I'm like, oh, wow, like, maybe I should just keep doing more of it because, you know, I'm setting a great example for the team and, you know, I won't be here next year. So it's like, I want this, you know, attitude to continue for years on end. So in a way, it's... Like, I never, wow, I never thought about that before. <laughs> but it's, I guess you could say, it's nice knowing that people are looking up to you in a way. And I'm like, oh, like, I'll keep doing this. Let me keep doing it. I think that's kind of playing into, like, what I want to do career-wise also. So then, um, before we get into the career stuff, because we got a lot of, there's a lot of cool yeah. stuff I want to talk about with that. Um, ahead, looking ahead to this weekend. This weekend's the Atlantic 10 tournament, obviously. Sindor. Yes, sir. <laughs> Not little, little, little dreadful over here, oh, just but a <laughs> just a tiny bit. But it's one of the um, first. It's the first Atlantic Ten tournament that I've at least witnessed, or I will be witnessing. That's been on campus. Is is that the first Atlantic Ten tournament that's been hosted here for you? No, we had um, we hosted indoor also my sophomore year, right before COVID, actually. So, when you have a tournament like this, 
obviously uh, there there's a bit of a discrepancy between like the success of the women's and the men's team, but both teams are competing in it, yeah. and they're both representing Rhode Island. How does this kind of change the mentality that you have going into an Atlantic 10 tournament? Because obviously you're representing your school, whether it's here or at like VCU or UMass or something like that. But the fact that it's at your university, does that kind of change how you want to both approach this? And also, does that kind of just make you want to win it more? It definitely does. I mean, I, would, I can say this week and last week, we've all been changing, like, whose house, our house? Like, we are changing it at practice. We're like, no, we're not about to let, let's say, for example, like, VCU girls walk up in here and try to, oh, no, this is our track. Like, we're not letting anybody else, like, rip up our track. This is our track. We'll rip it up ourselves. <laughs> but um, it definitely does change the mentality. Like, going to, like, say, last year was at George Mason. Going there, it's like, you know, it's cool. Like, we do what we got to do and whatnot. But when it's, you know, at, like, imagine someone, walking into your house saying, oh, this is my house. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, I'm not about to let you claim, no, it's not your house. It's my track, my house. <laughs> but it definitely does change um, the attitude. I can tell a lot of the girls on the team are very, like, they did, all the freshmen didn't really know how to go about it or how to, you know, react to, like, hey, we have, like, champs here. But now we're all like, oh, yeah, like, let's do it. Like, they're all, like, getting really hyped. They're like, yeah, I'm down. This is not, I'm going to wear this, put this makeup on. I think I was at the store with my teammate Trinity, and she was, like, buying rhinestones, like, for her, like, to put on for her makeup. <laughs> and we usually get little stickers, and we put them, like, all over our bicycle, on our shoulders, our cheeks, um, on our legs, whatever, so you can see, like, like, I would say even though it's here, eight to ten chances, like, you really want to rep your school. Like, you really do. And the fact that it's here at our school, we're like, no. Like, we're taking this to the next level. So, obviously, as one of the team captains, like, you kind of have, like, a gauge of how the team's going to compete. But I don't want you to speculate on all of the girls, because anything can happen on any given day. Literally. But, in terms of your own performance, this is your last indoor meet mm -hmm. of your collegiate career. And, obviously, you have not had the best experiences doing these indoor meets. But what are your expectations, knowing that it's your last one? Do you feel like you can kind of just put a little bit of your anxiety aside and just be like, you know what, it's my last one. I just want to go out with, like, having fun and go out with a bang. Oh, yeah. I, no, definitely. I was talking about that the other day also with Trinity. And I was, we were talk, saying, like, oh, this is our last, like, indoor champ. Like, and she was like, I might cry. I was like, I'm not. But <laughs> I'll cry outdoor, but not indoor. But just knowing that this is my last indoor, because indoor just has, like, a certain, you know, I love outdoor. Indoor has just a certain energy to it, like an indoor chance. So I'm like, no, I have to give it all I got. Like, will I do my best? Realistically, maybe not. But because it's my last indoor chance, I have to give out all, all I got. Like on the track, I really got to give it like all I got. Especially because it's our home track. I have like I have to. There's no doubt. Like I have to. There's no if, but no, I have to. And regarding my team, we always tell them, you know, you got to be loud. And even now that it's here this year, we have to be like screaming. Like I expect everyone to lose their voice by day one if not you're not yelling enough <laughs> by day two i don't want to hear anyone talking i shouldn't have to hear anyone talking because one we shouldn't we all shouldn't have voices like me by the time like i'm done i sound like i just woke up from a fever like my voice is so bad but yeah yeah um so when you're talking about just sort of the expectations for the tournament what about opposing teams coming in Obviously, you've had multiple meets this meets this season, playing against all different teams from not even just the Atlantic 10, but like other uh, teams around here. So you've kind of gauged how your own performances stacked up against other teams. Going into the Atlantic 10 championships, what would you say are some teams that you really 
want to look out for not only in just your particular event but just as a whole definitely vcu is one of them um (laughs) i want to say that we may or may not have some beef not like beef but just like some tension there just because of last outdoor champs it was, you know, we think they might have, you know, cheated. But besides that, <laughs> they're the one school to look out for because they always, they're the one school, they always walk in like, hey, we own this. Like, this is, like, our champs, even though they didn't win last year or or whatever. But, like, they always come in with that energy, like, like you know, like RBF, basically. <laughs> so it's like, you know, we, we're like, we don't want to, like, that kind of energy. Like, no, we don't want to let them think that they're going to win this or, like, they own this place. Like, no. But that that's one school that we do look out for, for sure. Um, I would say in recent years, I mean, George Mason is always another one, but they're, we're more, like, we're cool with them. You know, they're not bad. So good sportsmanship there. Um, I would say maybe Richmond is another school that has been up and coming, and we're like, okay, keep an eye out for them also. But definitely VCU is the number one school that we're like, we got our eyes on you. No no little rivalry with UMass? Because I know UMass is like a big URI yeah. rival. Nothing, nothing with that? I would say surprisingly, I mean, this is from my point of view. Like, we're like, you could say, like, New England rivals, yes. But when it comes to A10, personally, me, I always cheer them on because we're the only two schools in New England. Everyone else is like everywhere else. Yeah. So even though, yes, there's some ri- rivalry there, I'm I'm cool with the girls on the team. I'm like, oh hey girl, what's up? Like this, like you know, vice versa. But I always cheer them on. Let's say like my team. Let's say I have a girl from my team running the same event as a UMass girl. I'll cheer both of them on. I'll be like, oh go like for example like Hannah, and then another girl from the UMass. I'll be like, oh go UMass. I don't know her name, but I'll say UMass. But we always, I always cheer them on. I'm sure the other girls on my team do. I hope so. But, <laughs> but that's what I do. That's actually really interesting, just because when when you talk to other athletes on other teams, like more team oriented sports there is it's hatred and there's no there is no camaraderie there it is all hatred to the core especially with like basketball soccer like it is no no camaraderie but when you've got an environment like track where yeah you got a team but it's really individually based you almost kind of lose that sense of it's a school sometimes and you're looking at it like all right well i like you as a person you may, yeah, you go to UMass, but, like, you're the one competing. Yeah. So it's, like, you almost kind of feel like, all right, well, I'm rooting for you. I'm not really rooting for the school. Exactly. That, that's, it's it's interesting when you watch um, track events like that because it is, yeah, you see, like, oh, Rhode Island at the top of the leaderboard, but it's not because, like, Rhode Island, it's, like, you got one kid. Like, my, yeah. my friend my friend Mason's going to be competing for um, pole vault for the men's track and field team. And it's, like, you see Rhode Island top of the pole vault thing. You know that's not just Rhode Island. You know it's mainly because you got guys like Mason doing yeah. that sort of thing. So it's it's interesting when you see that sort of um, environment, like when you're looking at the players like that. But um, from like a player perspective, it's interesting to hear anyone from Rhode Island say, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna root for someone from UMass." And yeah. that like that's crazy. Yeah. My God, like I don't I don't think I would ever hear someone like an Ishlegit or a Seb Thomas say anything positive about UMass ever especially after saturday i don't think you'd ever hear someone say something positive about umass but that's very cool but yeah i would say like even at regular meets like i can say was it my first or second meet at the new balance track this year i was in running the 500 with two other girls from holy cross and when we finished like you know you say good job good job but me i I like to talk sometimes you know i like to spark up a convo 
and I'll be like, like they'll be like, oh my god, that's so hard. I'm like, that, that was terrible. We just keep talking, like, oh, like, what's your name? Like, what's your event? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, I do this. Oh, yeah, me too. Blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, I see you outdoor. Or, like, how did that feel to you? How was the track? Because, you know, everybody experienced, when you run on the same track, we all have the same experiences on the track, basically. But it's like, I remember, like, I met, I don't remember their names, but I remember their faces. <laughs> but, like, I was, like, chatting it up with the two girls from Holy Cross, like, right after I race, we were both, like, dying out of breath, but, like, hey, like, you managed to get a few words in, you know? <laughs> but it's always like that. I always, like, um, spark up convo with girls. I think I've done it with, like, girls from Sacred Heart, um, girls from Connecticut, um, Central Connecticut State. Um, even some girls, like, during 810s, I've done it with also, and that's also how you make, you know, friends. You create um, bonds right there. So it's like, let's say, yeah, we go to a championship meet, you know, it's fun, it's energetic, and it's competitive, but knowing that you have friends from other schools coming, like, oh, my God, I can see them again. Like, that's awesome. So it's like seeing, like, friends that you haven't seen in so long. So, oh, my God, like, I have, um, what's it? I met one girl who runs for George Mason through my team at Trinity, and now I'm like, okay, I, I can't wait to see her again. Like, last time I saw her was, like, outdoor season in May. Before that, it was February at her school if we're indoor. So I'm like, okay, I, I can see her again. I can't wait to, like, hang out with her and be like, hey, girl, what's up? How you been? You know? So it's kind of... A different environment compared to other teams you know you actually have time to like sit and talk to other people like when you're not warming up or doing your event so when you talk about you're becoming friendly with athletes from other schools what about sort of here at uri obviously the track program is massive it's one of the biggest programs on campus in terms of how many athletes are involved yeah. but do you find yourself like you got a lot of friends from a lot of different teams because you all kind of bond at first over the fact that you're athletes on this campus, but then like obviously something else forms from that. But do you find yourself really being friendly with a lot of different athletes from a wide variety of sports? Yes, I do. I would say especially within these past two years or year and a half now. Um, personally, me, I, I'm diagnosed with social anxiety, but you know, I take medication for that. So, you know, that's why I like talking. Like that's my regular self. And since I was diagnosed, I was kind of like catching up with like, everything that I missed the past few years because I was like, I didn't talk to enough people or, you know, I didn't really make that many friends because I was too scared to even talk to anybody. But now I have like, like I would say last year, I met so many people within a short um, span of time that I was like, I don't remember who I met. Like, I don't remember who I met, who I became friends with. Like, I just, I can't keep track anymore. But now I can, obviously. But <laughs> I would say like now, like I can say I have friends in almost every single sport at the school and even other schools like for example at Oregon they have a, a tumbling team now I know someone on the tumbling team at Oregon now because we are in the same NAL program but like I know someone at least on, in every single sport across the board at like so many schools even including this one that's re that's really cool obviously uh, a friend of mine on football was the one who recommended you yeah. to, to come <laughs> on to the show so then that that kind of um Lead, sort of leads leads into that and obviously and having interviewed so many different athletes you really realize how close-knit the entire athletics program here is like you you'll always have like when there's one athlete in one class there's always a second one from oh, just yeah. a different sport like you're never going to really go anywhere and not see an athlete from that something very true. and um it's 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 cool to see how you really all have that sense of like camaraderie no matter what sport you play whether or not you pay attention to it or not because like i like obviously i'm not an athlete but like i know for one like i'm not really one who really understands track and field that much and i that can the same can probably be said for so many numerous athletes but yeah. they'll all go to those events and watch it because mm -hmm. they all play for uri exactly. so it's re it's really cool to see from like the outside looking in to see that sort of community and that the community that's been formed as a result of athletics yeah, here i can say that 
you know, knowing, let's say I walk by, I see an athlete, or let's say I, I didn't know who the person is, but I see them wearing, like, an athletic bag. I'm like, okay, like, I have respect for that person because, like me, they, you know, go to practice every single day. What time? I don't know. Some of them are, like, 5 in the morning. Some of them are, like, later. Like me, I go in at 3, 3.30. But I have that respect because I know how much work we put in and how much work we have to put in also for academically. And we might we may have, you know, some activities going on outside of our sport and academics, like clubs, student orgs, even, like, volu- like um, volunteering activities or community service. Like, you never know what it is. But, like, just knowing that you're an athlete already, that's already a lot on your plate. So I had that respect for each and every person who was an athlete here. And even people who aren't, like, varsity athletes, even still, because I know they have practice every day, like I say, lacrosse. Like, you guys practice, like, well, I know at night on the on the field. Yeah, like, like three almost, days a week, yeah. Exactly. So I still had that respect. It's, it's like I know how that feels even when I was in high school or middle school or whatever sport I did. You're still, like, doing a rigorous activity, like, like a few days out of the week that's, like, damn, like, you're putting in work because you also have this to take care of and that and so many pri- other priorities. Yeah. Um, so when now kind of talking about you see all the athletes kind of going into class like you've got class with athletes you are a general business major Mm -hmm. Spanish minor that's right so when kind of going through that kind of having the major and minor as an athlete how have you kind of been able to juggle that obviously like general business not like you're doing engineering but there's still like a lot that goes into that how have you been able to kind of juggle that as both a big time athlete and trying to do the best you can in terms of academics. Yeah, I would say my freshman year was a little. At that point, I was kind of getting the hang of it. I would say like junior year, senior year, I you know it was cool. I had, I knew the deal and everything, but freshman year and like half of sophomore year, I was getting the hang of it. I was like, okay, so I have to go to this networking event and go to practice and go here, then there, and there, and there, because like for business, they have so many networking events going on. And as a freshman, they make it mandatory for you to go. So it's like you have to go to with the networking event. They may have like a few sessions that you have to attend, like to say minimum three. So I had to go to sessions back to back to back, go to class, go to practice, find time to eat. And I was like, yeah, I'm not like a STEM major or anything, but with business, like I have to also dress up. I have to dress professionally. So I would have like three pairs of outfits with me or, you know, in my bag. I'm just like, I can't take it anymore. But like, I got the hang of it after a while. Or at some point I was just like, I can't go to this, you know, it's too much on me, you know. But it at first it was, I would say it was it wasn't difficult. It was a little challenging, but it wasn't difficult at all. So that's yeah. it, that's that's interesting because like obviously I've had a number of athletes in my classes, and you always wonder like how you re- like you kind of be like, all right, well you're an athlete, you're having fun here, like you're coming to play your sport, like whatever. But like no, there's a lot of work that goes into it, and like I was I talked to like J- like like I said, Jason's one of my really close friends, and I've spoken to him about his sort of schedule, and it's just you got practices and lifts like all the way through the morning then you got class and then afterward you got meetings you got more lifts and stuff you're going all day yeah as it like that it's it's incredible and obviously we also talked about this before you're one of i think only two athletes that i've ever seen that do internships on campus like you you said you're a marketing intern with uri athletics yeah i i do um i intern with the media department so i've seen you around at a bunch of these games and you're yourself and i believe it's rachel zingerman i think she plays softball she's the only other athlete who i've seen be able to do this so now you're talking a division one sport that you're in season for all the time you have a major and a minor and then you have this internship like it's it's commendable to really just see like that you're able to juggle this sort of stuff and then but like kind of explain to me how did you get into 
being able to do that marketing internship? Because I know a lot of people are interested in to getting into those types of positions, yeah. but as an athlete, how were you kind of able to get your foot in the door doing that? Um, let's see. I know at first, my sophomore year, I was working at the Ryan Center for event staff, you know, like just a small part-time thing, getting paid, like just some pocket money, you know? And then, you know, COVID happened, yada, yada, yada. And then coming back um, for my senior year, um, they were hiring for internships within marketing. I was like, oh, let me do it. I, at that point, I was like, no, I'm doing sports as a career. I'm going to keep doing it. So to me, I was like, I want to learn from every division in the sports industry that could all come together as one, like, you know, collective knowledge for me. And then it'll just, you know, give me that advantage. So I remember I had my interview and I got, almost got it on the spot, actually. I think the couple of days after that, he was like, yeah, you got it. I was like, oh, great. And he knows I'm an athlete. Like, my manager knows. I told him, like, you know, he has my schedule because, I mean, we work directly with athletics. So he has all the schedules for all sports. So he knows whenever I have practice, he knows, like, if I work a game, I'll be late. Like, a Wednesday, um, we had the game. It's at 7 o'clock. I didn't come till maybe 5.30 or a little after 5.30 because I had, you know, lift right after practice. Like, I didn't go, to home, I didn't go take a shower in my room. I literally had practice, weight room, straight to work. And at that point, I don't eat dinner either, so my cousin bought me food afterwards because I was just starving. But um, he was an athlete, so he'll accommodate me also. Like, like they're, like, I'll say, I don't know how everybody else's, like, internship, you know, admin are, but mine are pretty, like, they're cool people. They're young. They're lenient enough. And so they know when I won't be able to make it. I'll know ahead of time, like, hey, don't forget, have a meet this weekend. They'll put me on for the, the game. He's like, oh, okay, like, got it. Or, like, hey, I'll just be a little late to, like, work. I have, I'm getting out of practice. Like, okay, sure, got it. So, so what are like your day-to-day -day responsibilities because i've like obviously when i sit at press row for like basketball games and stuff i see you around but i never really i can't pinpoint what exactly <laughs> that you're you're doing because the marketing team has so many different responsibilities yeah. during these games so like what do you usually do during those games so we usually deal with any kind of activations promotions like during in-game you know pre-game stuff like that never really anything post-game so let's say um we had, like the men's basketball, basketball game this weekend it was a big game so i remember you know when they do the introductions for each player, we have the um, propane tanks that we shoot like the blue nitrogen stuff out of. So we do anything with that. Um, we deal with people who come in to do the national anthem. So we had a little girl this past Wednesday, and actually I now I'm really close to her and her father. So, but like we had we you know uh, get people to do the national anthem. If well, there's a group, one individual doesn't matter a chorus. We've had musical choruses. Um, We'll deal with, let's say we have a special kind of um, game day going on. Let's say we had an education day, was it earlier this semester or last semester for one of the women's games? And so we had schools from across the state, like so many kids coming in. I want to say like 4,000 kids came in from across the state, and we're dealing with all these kids, getting them in their seats so they can watch the game. And to me, I think that day, actually, I, was, I really realized like why I do what I do for my internship. And I'm like, it's just to make people happy, you know? Sports is a very, like, it's such a big thing obviously in a us in the states it's such a big part of our culture and so just making everybody or making any person smile during the sport they're watching whether it's you know with their food or with like you know just hey how you doing or like hey you need help there's anything that we do that makes them smile you know it's it kind of satisfies like my needs for like what i do or even like let's say we have a contest like having like a kid say like hey you want to do this contest yeah i want to do it and they smile because they're on the floor like while everybody's looking at me i'm next to the players while i'm doing the contest like i love seeing them smile or the parents are like wow my kid got to do that that's so awesome but just anything that we do that makes people smile it just like makes me smile you know oh, it's really cool yeah
So has that kind of sparked any sort of interest to go into that as a field? Because obviously I know you said like you wanted to just kind of explore all the different channels to get one collective idea of sports in general. Yeah. But like has that kind of sort of sparked what you may want to do? Because obviously you're in business. You have that sort of that kind of falls into that sort of threshold doing something like that with marketing being able to interact with people and get those sort of events going is that something that you'd want to do post-grad here yes i wouldn't mind like starting off with marketing but um ultimately i'm still little by little trying to figure out what exactly it is i want to do because the sports industry has so many like you can go so many ways in that but um i would say like lately i have been thinking a lot about what exactly i want to do um you know when i actually like get out into the real world and like i said i could start off with marketing but i've been looking more into like like player development like kind kind of stuff i'm still doing more research into that you know to see exactly what they do and whatnot and i can see from what i've seen so far like like I said before me being kind of mentored to my teammates is kind of playing into that like helping people like succeed like whether collegially of course like academically personally and athletically so I'm like, oh, you know, I could do that. I've been doing it already with my teammates. So, but lately, I would say my interest for the sports industry definitely um, sparked my freshman year. But I was still unsure, like, do I really want to do this or not? Like, I don't know. But lately, I would say within this past year, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely doing sports. Like, I work also parts of my Gillette as, like, you know, a ticket person, whatever they're called. Actually, I don't even know what they're called. But <laughs> I work on Gillette here and there during the football season. And even last summer, um, me and Trinity, we went to Oregon to work the World Championships for track and field. Oh, really? So we were there for like two weeks straight. And, you know, just being there, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely working in sports. That's it. Like, this is my life now. <laughs> so when you talk about, like, you want to work in sports, is are you still kind of just like track and field is the number one goal? Because, oh, yeah. like, that's the best sport you obviously know oh, yeah, the most. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, like, I'm definitely looking at um, the NFL also. Like, I've also, I, before I wasn't really fond of football, but lately I'm like, yeah, like, football, like, let's go. Like, I've been keeping track of, like, or my best to keep track of, like, how the team did this past season. And also going to, like, let's say Jason's games. Like, now I'm really paying, paying attention to, like, how the games work. And even though a lot of people watch the game, I also watch what's going on on the sidelines, you know? Like, who's on the sidelines with them, like, what's going on. And whatnot. I'm like, yeah, I really want to work in this kind of field. But even going to World Champs, you know, I'm already a track athlete. Going to World Champs or any other pro meet, I went to one like a few weeks ago. Um, just seeing how things work over there, like I just love the energy also of you know the track world. And that's not just me saying because I'm already part of it, but like just seeing, I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely the track is my still my number one kind of like thing. I'm definitely working in track like for sure. That's that's really cool. I mean, the track the track world's super interesting because when you see there's so much competition that goes on because like a lot of people that may not really know that much about it or like kind of are intermittent when it comes to following sports you don't realize that once you get out of college there's still a lot that track athletes do like just beyond the olympics like when you think of track you think college and you think the olympics you think usain bolt like all those amazing runners but there's all of these other like intermittent events that go on like us like um usa track meets like the, the track meets out in oregon because yeah. that's obviously like a big nike event over there mm-hmm. and it's so interesting to be able to see all of that because not even all of those are like necessarily olympic qualifiers they're just big international events where teams can come in and yeah. like just send players to compete and it's just the caliber of athlete there where you're sort of in between that echelon of 
college and Olympics. It's so cool. Oh, like, just to is. see all that's unbelievable. It is. I can say that for sure. I mean, starting when we went to Oregon last summer, being there, we actually met, like, a good chunk of the athletes. Like, I actually met my favorite athlete ever, Delilah Muhammad. It was so, I was like, yo, this is crazy. I have, we have a picture with her and everything. But even to this day, I'm actually still in contact with some of those athletes. I text one of them, like, like on a weekly basis. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Like, he actually, he was the one who got me and Trini tickets to go to the New Bounce um, Grand Prix a few weeks ago in Boston at the New Bounce track. So we were there. We went for free. Tickets were like $50. I'm not paying $50 for an event. No. Like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not competing. I'm not paying money for to go to a track that I just competed on the day before for New England. So I'm not doing that. So he got me and Trini free tickets. And even though that was my, like, my second time going to like, a pro me, I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And I've actually asked him before, like, how how is like the, the, the track world, like, at the pro level, like, how is it with you guys? And he was like, I feel like everybody thinks, like, you know, we're all, like, like competitors, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, like, my best friend, I compete against him all the time, but he's my best friend, you know? Or, like, he'd like, this guy, like, I'm cool with him. He, he's iffy, but, you know, I still support him. I'm cool with him, blah, blah, blah. But it's like how I mentioned before, how, like, um when I compete and I chat up with the girls, same thing happens in the pro world. Like, thing is, they all kind of know each other already because, you know, their names are always floating around. And then track world's like, oh, this person did this at this event or that event. But... I would say it's like the same thing like it's a pretty close-knit the track world itself is a pretty close-knit like group of people a big uh, like a really big close-knit community you could say but I will say it's like actually it's so cool actually like just knowing I know people in the world that like pro athletes I'm like that is so cool now <laughs> that obviously kind of being in college seeing that meeting those meeting your idols and stuff that makes you want to just get into it in any way possible yeah. even more oh, definitely yes that's why like at first like when the when world championships when they announced that it was going to be held in the U.S. for the very first time, it was like 2020. It was May 2020 when they released it, and I was like, okay, COVID's still going on. I don't know when COVID's going to end, but I'm going to go to those that championship. I I remember it to my mom. I said, I'm seeing it right now. I'm vowing to myself that I'm going there, whether anybody likes it or not. I said, if I go by myself, so be it. But I'm going. So I ended up going with Trinity and. Thing is, we pay out of our pocket to go. Like, I saved up on unemployment money, but um, I saved up and it was a pretty pricey trip, but it was like, I think the best trip I've ever done in my life. And it was so, so worth it. If I could, I would do it all over again. And it was just me and her out there. You know, we're in a whole new place. I've never been on the West Coast now that has she. So I was like, this is a whole new area. I had a rental car and I was like, I don't know where I am, but you know, this is so cool. And just going to this like, Hayward Field like every single day, that stadium is like one of the most beautiful track stadiums I've ever seen in my life. And just going there is like, as a collegiate athlete or even track person, you know, when you hear about like Hayward Field, you know, hey, like everybody knows what Hayward is. Like Hayward is the like track, like the track. Yeah. Basically, like when you go to Eugene, Oregon, they literally call it Track Town USA. Like it's that's like track central right there. And also where Nike's headquartered, also, or at least around Eugene. But like when we went there, when we literally, I walked into Steam, I said, wow, like, I remember saying it, wow, out loud, I'm actually here. And they were doing the first event, I think the mixed 4x4 relay, and I'm working, like, up in, like, the two or 300 levels, and I'm just like, wow, like, I'm watching Austin Felix run, and this person, and that person, I'm like, this is crazy, I was, like, fangirling, basically, but, you know, as time goes on, you realize, hey, like, the athletes, they're just people also, you know? So it's, like, that's why we met them, we were all cool with them, I told Trinity, like, don't fangirl, like, they're just people, and now we're cool with them. So it's, it's just, but I remember going to Hayward, I was like, wow, like, I never thought I'd actually be here, whether I was competing or not. I'm like, this is, like, crazy. Like, it's such a big stadium. It's huge. It's huge. But it was just, wow. 
<laughs> that's that's really cool. I mean, I've I've definitely had experiences where it's like I've met, like I, I'm big into golf. I think that's probably the most comparable thing in terms of like individuality yeah. and stuff. I remember doing that like this past summer. I went up to a tournament in Connecticut with one of my best friends, and we met all these like professional golfers that I've idolized my entire life. And yeah. it's just like you're sitting there and you're like, oh my god, like yeah. that you're just doing that. It's like this. It's just unbelievable. And um, but just the experiences like that are incredible, and it's. To be able to do it, like, in Oregon, the fact that they have it in Oregon every year, I feel like it's almost like a track rite of passage to go to something like no, that. it literally is. Yeah. And it just, it's so, it's just such a cool thing to, like, kind of read and watch about. Like, I, I eventually I feel like that'll probably end out out there to go see something like that. Because I yeah. feel like if you're getting in the sports world, you got to have a taste of everything. That's something you should do. Yeah. But, um, so we're uh, getting toward the end of our, our segment here. I wanted to ask you. Now, as your time at Rhode Island's coming to an end, I, how do you feel that you've kind of grown as a person? We've touched upon this throughout the entire show, but I mean, just as you as, not even just an athlete, just as a person in general, through the connections you've made, through the coaches you've had, through the events you've competed in, and so on and so forth, how do you feel that running here at URI has sort of molded you into the person that you've become today? Honestly, if I someone were to ask my younger self, hey, do you think you would turn out to be like how I am today? She would be like, no, definitely. Like, why would she? No, that's not possible. Would I like to? Yeah. But my younger self would be like, no, that's not going to happen. As much as I, was, I would like it to happen, it's not going to happen. That's not possible. And look at me now. I'm actually, to me, I see myself as someone who I literally never thought I would become. Like, I see myself as being more extroverted, making connections that I never thought I would make. You know, meeting pro athletes, I'm like, yo, that's like that's crazier. But like, my time here running at URI, like, you know, I never, I haven't had the best, you know, experience performance-wise. Just being like a like a mentor, or even being a captain on a team, I was like, oh, I'm never gonna be a captain. And I was not, I was, I was captain. I was like, oh my god, like, who picked me? I was like, that what? But like, my time here, I was like looking back, I'm like, wow, I really grew into someone that I never thought I'd become. Like, I can see that <laughs> proudly. So then, what about um? friends that you've made along the way do you feel that like you you've talked about trinity yeah. a number of times yeah. in this segment would you say that she's probably like your best friend coming out of coming out of here i can see it yeah it's it definitely her and amaya but trinity i like we're both in the same class we came in freshman year we're both hurdlers we lived together sophomore year last year we lived together in the same suite oh that was a ride but <laughs> <laughs> but like she like like we like we're at the same height, same event. People sometimes think we're sisters and whatnot. That's how close we are. And I would say, like, she is definitely, like, a lifelong friend at this point. Like, she better be at my wedding at this point. Like, if she's not, we're going to fight. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so then, what about your coaches? You've had uh, the Mel- uh, the Melnicks as your coaches for your, for your time here. Yeah. How have they kind of helped mold you into, like, the person and athlete that you are right now heading into like this big tournament and your final outdoor season yeah i will say um well previously i wasn't as close to my coaches before until the start of my senior year um that's where i actually like sat down talked with coach fight and she was like oh wow i never really knew anything about you really you know i was my fourth year in the team she didn't know anything about me really i was like that's kind of like you didn't know like i'm an only child you didn't know that my parents were immigrants or this this and that and but since then I've gotten really close with her and I see her as like like a second mom almost and I could say no to me everything happens for a reason and every person you meet is for a reason whether it's good or bad but it still molds you into someone and I can say although my time with you know the Meleks they're not it's not done yet um I can say that you know 
they in a way I don't I can't really say how yet because I can't I don't really know but they are molding me into someone you know a better version of myself I can say that but I if you ask me that in May or June I can get back to you on that <laughs> all, all right all right I'll, I'll hold you to that then <laughs> so here's so one final sort of question before we go mm-hmm. as this as a senior you're what would be sort of your parting message to the younger athletes? Because obviously you're someone that's sort of been like a champion of mental health. That's kind of been something that you've sort of focused on in terms of your mental health and trying to keep the younger generation of runners here sort of focused on the main goal. What would be your kind of of parting message to them before you you head off and on to bigger and better things? I will say, as corny or as cliche as this may sound, you can do it. Like, you really can. I've had my moments where I was like, no, I can't, I can't. Like, I tell myself I can't every single day. Then my other side of me is like, no, you can. But literally, like, you can do it. If you really discipline yourself, put the work in yourself, stay motivated, and really focus on the positives in your life. Like, really focus on the present and, like, the things that you are doing for yourself. Don't focus on anybody else. Like I said earlier, stay in your lane and you will be fine like not every day is going to be the best day or a good day you will have bad days okay days you know maybe a terrible day here or there like i had like a terrible night last night i could say but i'm fine right now like you go through the motions and that's what life is you know you have your ups and downs but don't put yourself down so much to the point where you really like want to give up on something because like like if you want to give up you wouldn't be here right now you know like you wouldn't be doing the sport you are right now so Keep doing what you want to do because you know you want to do it. You know you came here for a reason. So stay on that path and keep your head up and, you know, you can do it. I totally agree with you. Those are great words for everyone kind of coming through. But, Hansa, thank you for coming on today. It was a pleasure pleasure talking to you. And everybody for listening, thank you for listening to another episode of Marks or Marks. We will be back for one final show next week ahead of a long spring break. I've got to go cover the Atlantic 10 tournament in Brooklyn for basketball. So um, we'll have one final show on March, uh, I believe, 3rd. And then that will be it until towards the end of March. But thank you all for listening and have a good rest of your day.